Two Geeks, Two Beers podcast. Nerdy obsessions, drunken ramblings with Morgan Jeffrey and Tom Eames. Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan, they get mail and stuff. <sighs> well, you've already opened yours. Rude. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot. Oh, I forgot okay. we were going to do it, do it on mic. It's okay. been a while. Yeah. Sorry. M- Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hmm. Um, now, I know what you're thinking, listeners. You're thinking, oh, they're saying Merry Christmas, but they, 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 they've pre-recorded yeah, this. they did this, this in the summer. Yeah. Um, au contraire, yeah. Um, we, <laughs> we, are, we are so disorganised that uh, we're not recording this on Christmas Day, but we're not far off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it is, what's the date today? The 20th. Jesus Christ. It's, I haven't got long to it, edit this on, have I? <laughs> Yeah. It's gonna be a, a, a swift, swift turnaround. Um, well, yeah. If, if, the, if this is waiting for you under under your Christmas tree <laughs> any time before Christmas Day, Tom has done a, a sterling job. <laughs> or you're getting it on like the 29th, and you you're not right. in any way Christmas anymore. So no, sorry, about done that. with it. Um, well, hello, welcome to our annual Christmassy edition of Two Geeks Two Beers. It's that time of year already. So time to feel as festive as Kevin McAllister sipping on a cold glass of milk after causing serious bodily harm to two criminals. I'm Tom, and with me is Morgan. Ho, ho, hello. And um, apologies in advance if our sound quality is, is drastically worse than it has been in recent... We actually have been using an, a proper studio this year, and it's mm. been been great. Um, but f- for this one, it's back to like the old COVID days because uh, we're just so busy in December that we just couldn't find time to do it together. So we're having oh. to do it remotely now, so never mind. Just... Just so, just so just, busy. Just so just, busy. Oh, we're, just, we're just so cool. Like our yeah. lives are just, our social lives are just so packed <laughs> that we that we literally couldn't find a time when we could cohabit. No, because um, we're just, we're just, just in demand. Just busy guys. Well, Back ho- off. Ho- hopefully you don't notice too much of a difference, but yeah, if so, that's why. Um, <laughs> uh, Merry, we, Christmas. The, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. The gift of worst sound quality. <laughs> um, excited for Christmas? You, you looking forward to it? Yeah. Um yeah. uh yeah, uh I mean half of what I've ordered hasn't arrived. Um yeah, yeah, because of yeah. you know there's, there's there's postal strikes which I totally support. Yeah. But, 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 but come on. But <laughs> but it has it has stopped a lot of my presents arriving, but maybe it's my own fault for ordering everything from Amazon and giving money to the big evil conglomerate. Yeah, so that is your fault. it's my own fault. You're part of the problem. Yeah. And we're sitting here I with uh, festive jumpers. Which obviously can't see on audio, but uh, you, uh, check, see, ch- you, check you're, you're on brand. I'm, your, wear, your I'm wearing my, uh, my my Thunderbirds Christmas jumper, yeah. uh, which I've got to be honest, I put it on, and oh, uh, t- I, I, I know you're going to say, I agree. I, I, t- I, yeah. I, I, I fill it out slightly more snugly than I did this time last year, mate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? No, I agree. No, what I, about, I, about me? No, and I, I just know I put this one on. I'm wearing yeah. and not on brand at all because it's the only one I could find. I'm wearing a Wham last Christmas it's, Christmas jumper. It's a very good jumper. It's festive. It's at least it's eighties yeah. and whatever. But um, yeah, I think I bought this one about three years ago. And Jesus, yeah. it's uh, <laughs> it is tight. Uh, we're we're, yeah. we're a pair of little Christmas puddings. <laughs> So anyway, um, in the past, you know, we've done everything from, uh, what, ranking the Scrooges, ranking the Santas, mm. Mm. Christmas horror films. Mm. Um, but this time, it's finally here. You know, back when I, I think it was when I did The Lake House, um, mm. about a year, was that a year ago, give or take, I think, The Lake House? Um, we discussed other frothy romance films that make us feel warm inside. And the two that came up 
uh, well, films I personally always watch it around this time of year. So we're going to do them now. Um, the people have spoken. What was it? <laughs> hashtag do serendipity. Hashtag do you've got mail. Yeah. Yeah. And there was, and there was, and there was at least one guy <laughs> who, who was demanding this. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's not so much, so it's not so much power of the people as power of the person. Yeah. Um, yeah. But th- this goes to show our listenership is so small that if only one person makes a demand, we'll probably, we'll probably do it. Yeah. And um, yeah. we love our audience so much that we forgot to put a shout out for this one. So uh, no comments from our listeners or fans about either film. So uh, it's because, we'll, it's because we'll do better in the new year. We'll do better in the new year. It's yeah. So, yeah, no, we are, we are pulling this one together quite Out last minute. It's, 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 the pod, it's the podcast equivalent of uh, dashing out to buy yeah. all your presents from like uh, a, a service, service station. station on Christmas yeah. Eve. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. Um, so, oh, yeah, I'm talking about beers either. Um, no. Yeah, I don't really talk about beers in our podcast that much lately, lately but as, we're, as, we're, as we can today. Mine, mm. I, don't know when, I don't know when this started. Right. Right. Sorry. Because I, I, listeners, I can obviously see what Tom is drinking, and b- beforehand, I didn't know what he was drinking, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm drinking a, I'm drinking a, a, a festive beer. I consider it a Christmas beer, yeah. and I can see you're drinking what you always drink, which is a John Smith's. You haven't gone to any any effort whatsoever. I haven't gone to any effort, but I don't know. I think I think it was when I was about probably seventeen, something. For whatever yeah. reason, I had a John Smith's for my Christmas dinner, yeah. and ever since. I can't not have Christmas dinner with a John Smith's now. Without 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 a John Smith's. Without a John Smith's. Admittedly, yeah. I drink it throughout the year as well, but <laughs> it's really silly because we're all sat by the, the by the you know dinner table. Most people have yeah. got wine or whatever, and I've just got there with this big ugly can of John Smith's on. The, and I'm like, no, I'm having my John Smith's. Have, like, have you ever have you ever had a year where you're like sitting down to Christmas dinner? Can't wait. Oh yeah, great. Got, got, <laughs> it's it's looking great. And then it's like, yeah, get my John Smith's, and it's like, there's no John Smith's. And you're like. <laughs> Are you joking? Are you, are you joking? And you just like throw the meal. Just like I'm not. I'm not, I'm not going to touch this shit without the John Smith in hand. Nah, I think I'm just a, such a little Lord Fogleroy that I've always got a John Smith in the fridge by Christmas. Um, did you say? Did you say Lord Fogleroy? Is it Fogleroy or Fogleroy? I always say Fogleroy. Is it Fogleroy? Say both of those. Fogleroy or Fogleroy. Is it neither Both of those? What is wrong. it? What is it? Fontleroy. Is it? Yes. Little... I don't know about this. Fontleroy. Fontleroy. Little... Little Lord Fontleroy. No one, no one says it like that. Everyone says Fontleroy, don't they? Don't no, they? They definitely don't say Focalroy. Focalroy. <laughs> what is? What is going on? With uh, you, I don't even know. Words. I don't even know what it is. I just know he's a little shit. That's all I know about little Lord Fontleroy. <laughs> Fontleroy, 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 Fontleroy. Again, harder to say. I like the idea you've you've conjured up in your mind that he's like this little shit, so you call him Little Lord Fuckleroy, (laughs) which is actually a brilliant insult. Actually, he calls like, "Oi, Little Lord Fuckleroy." What's your beer anyway? So I, so my beer um, is. Um, it's like a wine bottle A Carlsberg <laughs> Yeah No It's a Unbarred Stoutzilla 2022 Oh wow Barrel aged Imperial stout 11% volume Whoa um, Yeah And I'm, I'm drinking this This was uh, Posted to my To my home address But address to Two geeks two beers Really um, Yeah um, What no, don't, it was it was from my friend Ed, so don't get too excited. Oh, um, I got excited, but, but, then. I thought, it was, well, still cool, but still, you know. I, no, I thought, I thought this this is it. We've made it. Someone is finally sending yeah. us free beer, and Merch. like, oh. yeah, like, this is what I thought. And I opened it, 
and uh, and it was from Ed. So even though that was a really nice thing for him to do, he, he, he sent me he sent me beer. Um, it's from Brighton, where he lives, brewed in Brighton. Yeah. And it was, it, you know, it was intended to be drunk on the podcast. Really great, and I'm drinking it now. Good. But I, I was a little bit like, we finally made it. We're getting, we're getting <laughs> swag at last. And uh, no, no, just a, just a nice gift from a friend. <sighs> okay. Rubbish, rubbish, disappointing. Yeah. Well, if any of you out yeah. there knows any breweries or any people that like, you know, actually make their own beer or work at a company that makes beer, please, um, please let them know about the podcast. Yeah. Bloody hell, just seeing your, yeah, it's like pure filth. It's, that is, that is. <laughs> Just, it's like it's like obsidian. I don't know what's happened though in the last couple of well, the last year really. You know, I've always yeah. obviously liked John Smith and I've always liked Guinness. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that what you're drinking there is my my favorite sort uh, of beer. I just love uh, stouts or amber ales, just really old man drinks that you have to like yeah. shave first. I just just love it. Yeah. What you have to sh- you have to shave the drinks. Yeah, they're, they're, they're so like <laughs> so like thick and horrible. Right. I just love it. There's no bubbles. It's I, awesome. I thought you meant you have to be you have to be able to shave before you're allowed to <laughs> well, have one of these well. drinks. It's like you well. haven't got like a yeah. a big a big a big old beard. Yeah. Do you know what this is? This is genuinely the closest this podcast has ever been to yeah. being about about actually about beer. <laughs> living up living up to our name. This is the most beer content we have had in the show possibly ever. <laughs> uh, right, I'm gonna I'm going in. All right, good luck. But bear with. All right. Oof. Oh. Yeah. Smooth. I feel bad th- that we're doing this remotely. Oh, you would you I would really that. like this. Yeah. It's. It's like it's stouty, but you know stout can sometimes be like a little harsh. Yeah, it's also like really sweet. Nice. It's like a really sweet but really dark stout. It's so Excellent. dark. It looks like you're drinking a really flat Coke. That's how good it is. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like it's like it's like Coke Guinness. Yeah. It's great. All right, for those of you still with us, um, let's move on to the uh, the meat of the episode. So, mm. um, I'll start on my film. And then we'll go on to yours. And this one isn't like us like going against each other or trying to convince the other one of the other one's better. <laughs> nah, it's um, Christmas. It's Christmas. I love both these films. I think I realise you haven't seen my film, so that's a bit <sighs> use- that's a bit useless. But never mind. That's that's what we always do, isn't it? Um, so we'll start with um, Serendipity. Yeah. Um, now, now I feel like people yeah. are going to be like, well, in previous years you've done Christmas horror films, yeah. or you've done. Uh, Box of Delights, yeah. something with some sort of, you know, fantasy or, or, or horror yeah. or, or, or sci-fi edge, or at the very least, you know, films with a cult following. Yeah. Um, is there anything about Serendipity that in um, any way makes it two geeks fodder? No. Because <laughs> I've got, I, I've when we get to mine, well, we already know what it is, it's you've got mail. I've got a staunch defence as to why it should yeah. be inclu- included. Because I know people are going to be like, I'm not going to listen to this episode. I, why, why aren't they talking about... <laughs> Fucking Sonic the Hedgehog. Do you know what I mean? People, it's inevit- it's going to happen. But yeah, I, I I've um, got I've got a defense lined up. Yeah, let's go. Let's just go with it and just just see if <laughs> anything. Right, let's go with it. Let's just see, see. if anything. See what yeah. goes to us. All um, right. no, I like it and I'm a geek. So fuck <laughs> you. That's such. Well, to be fair, one, one, one of my points, uh, my my third and final point was, uh, it's our podcast and we'll do what we want. <laughs> fuck you. That is, which I think is, yeah. Um, so this is yeah one of those films that I watched many years ago and I always mm. liked it but it was it was for some reason last Christmas that it suddenly as it were bit into my current history and I just sort of realised that if I'm perfectly honest with myself it's up there one of my all time favourite films like oh wow I didn't, didn't realise yeah, it was it's, it's not very good because I literally <laughs> the other day I watched it um, with my partner and we yeah. we watched it and she hadn't seen it before 
Mm. Oh, was this, but was this one of these things where it's like, oh, I love this film. It's no. one of my all-time favourites. And then she was like, oh, nah, this is... I didn't, I didn't big it up too much. Um, it probably helped that we, I watched, we watched it alongside a load of Hallmark Christmas films, so it probably elevated it a little bit. But yeah. um, as I was watching it, I was going, I mean, I like it, but it's, it's a bit... It's a bit naff, isn't it? It's a bit... I think it's because it's one of those films that I just watched over and over again without really paying full attention to it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, when, I, when I was sat there actually dedicatedly watching it, I was going... Yeah. Ah, how uh, many How many times do you think you've watched Serendipity? Oh. Um, I don't know. 30, 40. Yeah. But again, I'm not... 30 or 40 well, this times? Is it. So this is it. I'll, I'll explain. So I had an annoying couple on the train last year to thank. So I was heading back to Dorset from London last year. Mm. Um, and, and for once, I actually bought a first-class ticket because it was randomly, wasn't that much more expensive. It's one of those yeah. weird anomalies that you get every now and then. So I was like, oh, great. First class, um, I'll have a nice relatively empty train. It'll be great. And it was relatively empty. It was like two or three other people in it. But there was mm. this couple who were quite close to me and they decided to watch like the entire film out loud with no headphones on. The absolute like ghoul and the gumption. Like, how dare you? Like, I was sat there and there was this other woman behind us and, and yeah. she was just there going, what? And, and but she was we're, like, we're British, she, 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 was like she, she was like, can you turn it down? I'm trying to watch Notting Hill out loud over here. <laughs> but, but like, we were British and no one actually complained. Yeah. But they were, but they were like, what a weird thing to do. That, just, is, just, that is weird. Well, at least turn it down a bit. But, it, I, I, you know, it was only after a few minutes that, like, I realised what film it was and um, I lived it through them. <laughs> so I was like, hear the whole thing without actually seeing it. It was really weird. But I was like, well, I'm going to watch it properly when I get back now. And so I then put it on TV when I went to bed. Um, um, and it's one of those... You remember I, I said to you before how Hitch was my weird going to bed film for a long time? Can I tell you that? I, can't <laughs> I don't think that, so. I have a cut of ever came up. So years ago, I used to, you know, I, you know, like you, you back in the DVD days, you'd chuck on a DVD and it would sort of loop yeah. overnight. It would just keep looping. Um, and Hitch, for some reason, Hitch had become that film that I just put on as a, like a nice film to relax me into sleep. I love, I love, the, I love that you use the phrase "going to bed" film. Like that's a normal thing that people do. That people put on a film before going to bed with the express purpose of it sending them to sleep. Yeah, in a nice, nice, lovely, wistful going to sleep. Anyone listening, it must be other people out there who do that. Whether it's a TV show or a film, something that you you do that with. For some reason, Hitch was that film for many for a long time. But I love that for a lot of people, it's the shipping forecast. <laughs> For you, Will Smith, Will 2005 Smith rom com. <laughs> Hitch. Yeah. And, oh. yeah, but last year, Serendipity replaced Hitch as the ultimate going to bed. Because wow. I wouldn't do that with the Lake House. It's not the, I wouldn't do that with that. But for some reason, Serendipity no. was like, yeah, I, it's like hour 20 minutes. It's really short. Um, it's just, yeah. And so, I, so yeah. So you, just, you, say, you say 30 or 40 times. That's mostly, how many times? That was mostly from last year, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, mo- and mostly, presumably, you didn't get to the no, end because you not, fell asleep. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not actually watching it. It's just... <laughs> I've, never, I've never actually seen the end of the film. No. Um, but no. I was annoyed because it was on Netflix last year. Now it's not. Um, it's ran- randomly on BritBox, of all things. I don't know why it's on there, but there you go. Um, well, I mean, I'm annoyed at BritBox because this year, last year, Ross Kemp's Christmas Carol was available on oh. BritBox. And this, and this year, so far, they haven't added it. You've got five days at the point of recording why remove BritBox it? to add it. Or... Like if they, they why, can't, why can't have lost it? the rights, like, like yeah, no, no one, no one is like, no one is desperate. Is like, oh, no. we will only give you the rights for a year. Like, th- like you must get those rights in perpetuity for like a tenner. Like, exactly. No, no, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Get um, on a brick box. 
but anyway, I'd say similar to Lake House, I I, I love this film just because you know it's I'd say it's far more on the rom com. I don't like the expression, but chick flick side of you know of, of that. Um, it, you know, but it's got a great cast. It's led superbly by John Cusack, one of your favourites in his I do prime love as well. Um, it has a brilliant soundtrack again like the lake house it has like Nick Drake in it which is weird um, it also has like David Gray Annie Lennox Louis Armstrong John Mayer great soundtrack um, and yeah I just I think it's it deserves more um, uh, love than it gets um, I think even, it's, though, it's, it's, it's even though you've already just you've already described it as now <laughs> and admitted that you've fallen asleep to this now, film yeah. 30 to 40 times yeah and watching it back the other day I realised that they're both horrible people but we'll right. get on to that. That. That, we'll, that, happens yeah. in, that happens in a lot of rom-coms, yeah. to be fair. But. Um, we've got a lot to unpick. So let's start, as you haven't seen it, let's watch the trailer. Great. Um, uh, I'm sorry. I'll tell you what, buy me a cup of coffee there, yours. You really did have that easy. Do you believe in fate? I never thought about it. Will it get me your phone number? Don't think about it. Just say the first thing that pops into your head. You have beautiful eyes. Second thing that pops into your head. <laughs> you None of this eyes. is in the tr- in on, natural now, film. What? Is this a date That yet? beautiful eyes thing isn't in the film. Just checking. Favourite movie? The correct answer is Cool Hand Luke. Favourite sexual position? Favourite New York moment? This one's climbing the charts. I'm flattered. Maybe you should give me your phone number. That was an accident. Ah, uh, she right. tried to give him a number and it's this blown away in the wind. This is the most incredible night of your life and then leave it all to chance, do you? See this book? I do. Tonight when I get home, I'm going to write my name and number inside it and then first thing tomorrow morning, I'm going to sell it to a used bookstore. What happens if I meet somebody before I find it? You won't. That's just crazy. Hey. It's Sarah. My name's Sarah. <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> I'm sorry. She's incredibly annoying. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll get into that. Why would you risk your relationship just to search for some old pipe dream? You could enter this account <laughs> number in the computer and just tell me your name. When you put it that way, no. You cannot be over here. You cannot come Levy? over yeah, to this side of the counter. This is really important. Oh, boy, did it again. Cross the line. I'm telling you right now, British women do not age well. Years ago, you know, she probably looked like baby spice, but now she could look like... Old Spice. I'm thinking I love that about gag. this mystery guy I met a million and a half hours ago. And it's possible that I threw the whole thing away in a moment of destiny. destiny. Why do English people, when they're in American films, sound ridiculous, even though they're actually genuinely English? Yeah, I know, it's weird. It's like, they, just, they just really it, overdo it, don't they? It's like when Helen Baxendale was in Friends. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, well, she is English, but she why does she sound, sound so... Like ra- yeah. No. Late for what? The wedding. John Cusack, Kate Beckinsale. <laughs> when love feels like magic, you call it destiny. When destiny has a sense of humor, you call it serendipity. <laughs> they say that once Stop in it. a lifetime, someone comes along whom you're absolutely meant to be with. For my friend, that person was me. <laughs> <laughs> serendipity. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, now, that, that trailer makes it look like um, they have... But they're just they've got this amazing love story and mm. it's all lovely and beautiful and whatever. But they're actually just what they're what they're getting up to isn't good. And I don't think they'd write it like that now. So essentially, um I'm not gonna go through the plot mm. in the way that I normally do, because I've got two films to get through. But <laughs> I I and the listeners breathe a sigh of <laughs> I'll probably still probably still go to it far too much than I, sh- I should. But yeah. um 
essentially Jonathan Cusack meets Sarah K back and sell um, while Christmas shopping both try and buy the same gloves they're both in different relationships and they have a mutual attraction and whatever mm. reason they what kind of what kind of gloves are we talking? It's not often that men and women buy the same gloves. No, well, this is the thing. He's trying to buy gloves for his his girlfriend, right? Oh, ooh, and she, Cusack, and you dog. I know. And I, if she's got a boyfriend as well, but I assume she's just buying gloves for herself or someone else. Um, and uh, they they can't. So I think they they buy them, but then they both end up one pair of the glove and then, and then they decide, essentially, Jonathan's being a dirty dog because he's essentially going, look, yeah, I'm with this girl. Don't worry about her. You are you're brilliant, and I want to get to know you more. And yeah. and and she's there going, yeah, I feel the same. It's like okay. And then they're just sort of coming up with reasons and fate and all this kind of hippy dippy stuff. Um, and she is, as Ser- you said, Ser- Ser- serendipity hippy dippity <laughs> yeah. stuff. But as you say, you you found her annoying even in the trailer. And I think yeah. I don't know if you could hack that kind of hippy dippiness forever if they no. if they if they trust everything by little signals and if, signs and all that if kind of stuff if someone tried to give if 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 someone tried to give me their number and then it blew away in the wind and they were like that was fate we'll find each other i'll be like i hope we don't because that is <laughs> that is incredibly annoying yeah um but again you couldn't it wouldn't work in 2022 this film because it all depends this was obviously written and made pre social media and now you just mm. go, oh, I'll just look her up on Facebook. I'll find her. I know yeah. her name's I know her name's Sarah, and she lives in New York. Great. I know that's a bit of a wide. You, you find her. You find her eventually. You, you, something else that social media has ruined. Yeah, <laughs> but I feel like I feel, I feel like that must happen a lot now. Well, surely if you come up with a plot, you go, I've got to have to set it in the nineties because it's the only way it will work. Because otherwise, it won't. Because I've got to come up with a plot that involves. Or, yeah. Or, or or it's just like oh. No signal, like that classic, you know. No, co- no, no coverage in all of New York. The internet has died. No coverage at Christmas. Stop. <laughs> um, uh, and then, so the film itself takes place years later, where he's now yeah. getting married. Yeah. She's, I, she's, you know, I, I, the only bits I've ever seen of Serendipity, weirdly, are that that first bit. Mm. The only clips I've seen are from that first bit. So I just thought John Cusack had terrible hair in this movie. No. I didn't. Re- I didn't realize that he had intentionally terrible hair because it's 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 it's, it's younger C- Cusack it, it who has Cusack. like different hair. It is, but he doesn't have much different hair in the, in the later bits. Uh, to be it's, honest, it's, it, it, it's worse. It's long. It's longer in the. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it, okay, so it's set it's set a few years later, and he's now get, getting married. And he's getting cold feet. And she's with, she's randomly, she's going out with, who was the bloke in Sex in the City and Northern Exposure? Oh, what's his name? Ah, oh, hang on. Um, John Impeca- Corbett. That's it. I- yeah. Impeccable research as yeah. ever. John Corbett. Tom. Um, yeah. And it, ran, I don't know why they wrote it like this, but John Corbett's playing this guy with really long hair, doesn't normally look like this. He's like some Kenny G knockoff where he plays like the flute in all these like Arabian type. And it's like, why did you write that? What a weird, what a niche premise. And he's fine. He's, he's a decent guy, but he's just a bit all of right. a bit weird. He's like, yeah, in, in but, like peak peak George Harrison era in, in, in the 60s where he's, you know. If, if it, it feels like whoever wrote this film, their girlfriend left them <laughs> yeah. for that, exactly that person. They just put them in a film. 
Because yeah. it's too niche, it's too weird. Really strange. Um, but so years, so they're both trying to sort of suddenly, they're suddenly starting to think about each other, even though they, was, they only met for like 10 minutes, technically. They're now tr- trying to find each other. And they over the course of the film, they find items and, and clues and all this kind of stuff. And Jeremy Piven's his mate and he's trying to help him and all this kind of stuff. Um, and through various coincidences, coincidences and good timing and all this kind of stuff, they do find each other again and blah, blah, blah. It's serendipity. They they get, they find each other. That's, and, you know, that, all that, 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 that's annoying because that, but it means that she was right to kind of leave everything to fate. Yeah. I, I would, I would actually prefer a modern remake. Well, no, no, you you know, you no, you no, because it's not leaving it to fate because they make their, they make too much effort to find each other. <laughs> Yeah, that's not that's not no. yeah, that's not fate. No. no, I would that's the thing. I would prefer a modern remake where she's like, "Wow, we found each other. It was destiny." And he's like, "No, I looked you yeah. up on. I found you on Facebook. <laughs> Track you down." Now, for me, um, it's that classic rom com trope that was yeah. used a lot in the eighties, nineties, and a bit of noughties, where the lead couple they're already in relationships. It happens yeah. a lot, including you've well, got mail. Yeah. And Sleeps in Seattle and loads of other films where they both realise that they're in either like rubbish or non-spark filled yeah. relationships. And then they just sort of, and we'll get onto this in yours as well, I think, they just easily break up with their partners before yeah. instantly getting together with the next one. And yeah. then the jilted Gil- partners... Gilfrey. The yeah. jilted partners are just totally fine. Now, in this one, I think the mistake they made in Serendipity is the guy that... Beckinsale's with is a bit of a douche. He's not yeah. a nasty guy or anything, but he's a bit of a douche and he just accepts the breakup and walks off. Jonathan is going out with Bridget Moynihan's character and she's just lovely in it. At yeah. no point, she doesn't do anything wrong. She's really nice, really caring, gives him lights, you know, gives him a great time. And uh, in other films, like in I think You've Got Mail, he's got a bit of a shit girlfriend and, and, and other, in other ones, they're not nice, nice bad guys, but there's clearly... No, no, there's something not right there yeah. whereas in this one it's like why did she break up with her like, why am I rooting for Kate Beckinsale she's not as good as Bridget Moynihan and then you don't even see the breakup he just they're about to get married and then on yeah. the day of the wedding he just breaks up with her off screen and you don't see her again <laughs> It's just a bit, but and then that night or two days Justin, later, he's, he's getting off with Kate Beckinsale. It's like really okay, all right. I'm meant ju- to root, I'm meant to root for you, am I? Nah, uh, justice for Moynihan. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and, and Bridget sounds like she's quite a practical woman. Yeah, yeah. Not leaving things to chance. She's <laughs> had to plan a whole wedding. Exactly. What a waste of money that was. I tell you, the universe keeps revealing her to me. Screw with my head. You're getting married in three days. That's my point. It's entirely duplicitous. Think about it. Why would you risk your relationship with Hallie just to search for some type dream? I just mean- hear me out, man. I'm sure that I love Hallie, all right? And maybe every time you fall in love with somebody, it's a completely different experience, so it's a mistake to compare them. I get it, but... It's like Hallie is the Godfather Part 2. She's what? Godfather Part 2. That was an incredible movie. Might be better than the original, all right? But no matter how much you love the Godfather Part 2, you still have to see the original to understand and appreciate the sequel, don't you? And the worst uh, one for me was um, was it the wedding planner with um, Matthew McConaughey? Where right, right. Where, 
That is crazy. When when you were saying about um, like uh, most couples, there's like they're horrible yeah. or there's no there's no spark, and so they split up. Yeah. The ultimate example of, of the opposite of that is the wedding planner yeah. with Matthew McConaughey and Jennifer, yeah. is Jennifer Lopez, I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. where yeah. they're both in relationships with like great really, no, yeah. really just nice, lovely people, yeah. and it's it's bizarre. It's, yeah. yeah, and it, and it's it's ridiculous in this one because it, again, it's their wedding day, and yeah. she's in her actual dress, I think, and. And then he just so oh. he can shack up with Jennifer Lopez, who's their wedding planner. He he like yeah. I think he li- li- he literally sends off the bride in a in a cab in her dress, and she's just sort of smiling as she goes, having been broken up with on a wedding day. And he's like, "All right, all right, all right." And then he just goes and finds <laughs> Jennifer Lopez and boffs her. Like what? Like what world are we living in? That doesn't happen. Ridiculous. Not, 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 nor should it. No. no nor but, should it. Uh, Lord Almighty. <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay. Oh! Oh, oh, oh! That is the bride! Is that the bride? Yes, it is. Well, is she coming back? Nope. It's weird. It's, it's so weird because it is a love. It is a lovely little film, and I like the way it's made. And it's a bit cheesy, but I like it. Yeah. But it's. I think it's one again similar to Five Hundred Days of Summer. When I watched it at the time or years ago, I was like, "Yeah, yeah. this is so great. Oh, I love Jonathan. He's great, great guy." And now I'm watching it a bit older, and I'm like, yeah. "Oh dear, he's a bit of a bit of a douche, really. What are you doing? Like, stop yeah. mucking about." And <laughs> it's really annoying. That um, is that yeah. is that is that is when you realise you've grown up as a man when you've, yeah. you've, you've gone from a boy to a man. Is when you watch Five Hundred Days of Summer the first time and you think JGL is like the coolest guy, yeah, and man. even at the end, even even when he learns his lesson, yeah. we don't because we're nah. like, nah, what? A, she she misled him. She's awful. Mm-hmm. And then you watch it later, and you and, you, and something has just clicked, and you go, yeah. "Oh no, wait! She was she just she was just totally honest with him the whole way through. Yeah. He sort of like forced her into this relationship that she kind of didn't want to be in. Was quite weird in the relationship. Yeah. And then and then when she kind of you know le- left him, he was like really awful about it. Um, yeah. But but yeah. So good luck. Uh, <laughs> awesome, I guess. Yeah. With that with that real prize gem of a man. Uh, he hasn't but- learned anything. He's learned nothing. I'd say it is, and I forgot to mention bits of it are set in Christmas. <laughs> this film, um, there is a, there is a reason we're talking about this. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it, it's got a great mood to it. It's got the right balance of comedy and, and romance. Kusak's mm. brilliant in it, and um, but I just miss these type of rom coms. I think I feel like I think I've realised. I think I'd say from like I think there's this twenty year era right of peak mm. rom coms, and I'd say it's from like maybe. Maybe eighty six to two thousand six. I'd say yeah. that was a really good era for for the rom com, and this was you know just in that. Um, yeah. And yeah, do you know? Uh, do you know? Do you know what happened? We were born, and the oh, era yeah. of great rom coms. Maybe it's something to do with the fact that that's my. <laughs> I bet everyone says, you know what the best rom com era was? It was from nineteen sixty five to nineteen eighty five, and it's just it just moved yeah. with funny, whatever. Funny enough. Yeah. You, 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 you think all of these films have have a legacy yeah. because they all were released yeah. during your no, during you know your what, lifetime. Do you know what it is? It's the type of rom coms. There's still rom coms today I watch and really enjoy. It's just nah. this type of rom coms, um, the way that they were made at the time, often showing horrible people falling in love. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, maybe I'll relate to that. But it's um, <laughs> and what is annoying is that Cusack was 
well, the character is meant to be 35 when uh. <laughs> he's now younger than me. It's at the end of the film. Um, Jeremy Piven's written him like a, he's an obituary writer in the film and he's written him this like fictional obituary for, for the character. And he's like, Jonathan Traeger, 35 years old. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> you know, and, 35. And that's, that's, that's at the end of the film. Yeah. So he's, he's younger than us at the start of yeah. the film. He's, he's several years younger. Um, she was 28 at the time, so not a massive age gap for Hollywood. That's not too bad. Could be, could <laughs> could be, worse. be worse. Well done, um, Hollywood, for the, yeah. for the, the smallest of, uh, you know, making the smallest yeah. effort. It uh, had mixed reviews from critics. So uh, it has a 59% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. That's pretty solid for us, I reckon. <laughs> uh, it says, light and charming, serendipity can benefit from less control. Here's a word I can't say. Okay. Contrivances. Yeah, that's right. You know it. I got it right. Good. Brilliant. What? Yeah, well done. Roger Ebert gave the film one and a half out of four stars. Uh, and all oh, right, I thought I thought I thought Ebert always gave it like a, a thumbs up thumbs or a thumbs down. Up. Yeah. So I was like, how's he, how's he giving one and a half thumbs up? Is it like slightly yeah. a better bent thumb? New York Times gave it a mixed review and compared it to cinematic candy floss. Uh, whatever that I means. Like, uh, a little, a little like candy bit, floss. A little, yeah, a little yeah. bit of candy floss is fine. Yeah. What's the problem? Or, or cotton candy, as our American friends call it. Um. A little bit of fact smash for you for the oh, film. Oh yeah, I got, I got some fact smash. Yeah, double good. double fact smash. Fact smash, 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 smash. Fact <laughs> smash, fact smash. <laughs> Tickle me that one. Um, so Cusack and Beckinsale filmed only for a few days together during the shoot, much like their characters saw each other only for a limited time. So quite sleepless in Seattle of them. Um, during filming of the movie in New York the following note was posted on a production trailer yes we are filming a movie it is called Serendipity it stars John Cusack and some girl from Britain that you wouldn't know even if we told you her name (laughs) we will be shooting tonight until mid-morning please don't ask the crew any questions even if they don't look like they're working they are thinking fuck me (laughs) what a rude how dare you why are they so savage about Beckinsale? I know, I know, she's, a, I know she's annoying in the film, but I've got no problems with, with Kate herself. I know. Why are they so Ridiculous. rude? Um, they had to... This is one of those films which was affected by 9-11, actually, because um, they had lots of... <laughs> I've just made you laugh. <laughs> the, the, the mere... Ex- right, that's obviously like... <laughs> That, no, right. That's obviously not funny. <laughs> no, but I, I just, I, I wasn't expecting you to say nine eleven. Sorry, that, like that. <sighs> it's just one of the because look, it was set in New York. It came out in in right. two thousand and one, <sighs> like late okay. two thousand and one. Okay, and so they had to digitally remove all the. Um, you know, the World Trade Center shots. Yeah. So uh, there was quite a few of. I think Friends might have had the same thing at the time, something like that. Um, the book Love in the Time of Cholera is used in the film, and that is mentioned in another the John Cusack film. No, no, one of your favourites, High Fidelity, apparently. It's, it's, a, it's yeah. another Cusack. Yeah, Brad- well, that's what it says here. I mean, maybe it's very briefly <laughs> mentioned, I don't know, but it's, uh, yeah. Oh, no, yeah, no, I think, I, I, yeah, no, I think, it, I think it is mentioned, yeah, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you want to know who turned down the lead role of Kate Beckinsale's character? Uh, um, go on. Think of, yeah, 90s. TV stars. Oh, TV stars. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, done. Shouldn't have said TV star. <laughs> too, too <laughs> literally, easy. Literally, too easy. literally. Yeah. 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 Oh, straight off the bat. Um, the, the director said, I, I haven't actually said who the director is, have I? Let's, no. let's give him a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> he only made the bloody thing. In case he's, in case he's listening. Yeah. Um, Peter Chelsom was the right. director. Also behind the films Hector in the Search of Happiness and Shall We Dance? Another cracking rom-com with Richard Gere. And Jennifer Lopez, um, 
very, very much recommended. Literally, uh, I've never, I've never, you could be making that up. I've no, literally never, 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 heard, never heard of this. Richard Gere, Jennifer Lopez, Susan Sarandon, Stanley Tucci. Brilliant. Anyway. A good cast, to be fair. Um, yeah. He said, uh, I distinctly remember Jennifer Aniston coming to meet us. I remember when she came in, she said, I do a romantic comedy once a week. Um, her being on Friends at the time. So she clearly had other things on her plate and it was her decision not to do it. She came in in good faith without an offer, but we just we definitely would have made her an offer if she wanted to make it. So yeah, it's, it's interesting. How, what was Kate Beckinsale doing around this time? Because this is before well, Underworld, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think uh, Underworld wasn't particularly like her breakthrough role, was it? I mean, I thought, well, it, I, thought, she, I thought that was like a big American thing. Or maybe, maybe, maybe in the US. I mean, clearly she was a British actress that no one had ever heard of, so don't even bother asking. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm doing, I'm literally, I'm researching live as we were <laughs> Me too, I'm, I'm doing the I same thing. No, she, she was in well, a yeah, lot yeah, of... You, you, you should be doing it. You should, you should have done it before. <laughs> Look, she was in Why? a lot of British things, obviously like Emma oh, and... Shoot. Shooting fish. She was yeah, in shooting, shooting fish. fish. That was very good. Oh, yeah. she Pearl Harbor the same year, of course, in two thousand and one. Yeah, she was in that. Well, oh, what? No, yeah, because nobody saw Pearl Harbor. Yeah, no, that's um, that was the one that elevated her. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What else? Da, 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 da. I forgot she was married to Michael Sheen. God, he's a dirty dog, isn't he? How did how did he manage that? <laughs> uh, she was in. Uh, much Ado About Nothing, the Kenneth Branagh yeah, version. Yeah, I love that. Oh, of course, I love that So film. good. Yeah, so good. I love that what, what a cast on that as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so she, she popped up here and there. Yeah, okay. Um, and Peter Chelsom also wanted, uh, apparently, Dawn French to play a role in the film, but the studio vetoed it for some reason. But right. uh, something tells me you've got a link of another British uh, comedy legend in, in, that might have appeared in, or was going to appear in your film. I do. I do. Yeah, we'll get, get on to that. that. Yeah, nice. <laughs> oh, oh, um, I'm, oh, I'm so glad I've got all these surprises in store for you, Tom. That'll, that'll blow your mind. Great. That's just something I happen to know anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, this was interesting. A gap of 12 to 15 years was originally intended for the time between their first meeting and eventual reunion. So are they, are they? were they meant to be really young in the first yeah, meeting? Exactly. Or, or really, Or really old later? Yeah, one or the other. Um, the characters initially... <laughs> you don't even know. Yeah, <laughs> one, know. They one they or the other. They didn't, they didn't say. Well, no, actually, they said, uh, the characters were written to be originally and they're like they're I guess they're early 20s right so but it's meant to be 15 years later so yeah I mean he's 35 by the end so it would have been like 20 21 but audiences felt that both actors were not fresh faced enough to pull off early 20s I think Beckinsale was I don't think um, so now first of all they're saying no one knows who Kate Beckinsale is but they're saying now they're slagging off yeah I'll tell you one thing I know about her she looks fucking old why are they being so <laughs> why, why are they being oh. so horrible to Kate? I don't know. Like, but, but I know. Uh. I know. I know. I was saying like justice for Bridget Moynihan, but uh. also like stop justice for Beckinsale. Yeah, they. Yeah, audiences obviously felt like there's no way because that would have been like the like late eighties. It was meant to be set in at the time, and they were like, yeah. No. But so they instead they had edited it to establish like a seven year gap, but they didn't really say so really on screen in right. smart. I have a question for you. Yeah. Did they actually not say so? Or did you or did you just miss well, that they said so? They which do, is which it they briefly mention it in this one scene where they're trying to find out where she lived like seven years ago or whatever, but it's not like exclusively said when they met, if you know what I mean. They sort right. of figure it out. But explicitly. Yeah. Well what's really silly is at the end of the film, when um no, when it no, so they have the flashback flashback bit right at the very beginning, and then when it comes yeah. to the present day, it, it says a few years later, and you're like, okay, fair enough. But at the very beginning, 
before anything starts. It says a few years ago, and like, well, you don't need to put that bit in. You can just <laughs> just just put that bit afterwards. Like, yeah. I, I don't know what the present day is yet. I don't, like, no, you, don't need to, you don't need to bookend your flashbacks. No, that's no. really weird. Anyway, that's my uh, look back at Serendipity. A uh, right. bit of a quick fire look back, um, but I recommend it, especially if you love silly hallmark 90 minute rom-coms set sort of at christmas it's uh yeah and just 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 trying to look past all the dickishness of the main characters that's all yeah uh, i yeah. really i really enjoyed that recap but what i will say is i have no idea how you feel about that movie having come out no, like, i have mean, no um, idea if you lo- if you love it or love no it. i do love it i do love it um i i've just i've just got to um ignore all their actions in, in the film and just just pretend I still live in 2001 when that kind of thing was fine. Um, yeah. But isn't it funny yeah. that they wrote it like that back then, where I feel like they feel like audiences back then, they were like, all that matters is they're, they're with the wrong partner and they found the right partner. Now. It doesn't matter if they dick over that partner and give them the whole time, it's fine. As long as they're with the right person, absolutely fine. Whereas now, there's like there's no way they'd write it like that and, and make they'd have to make the other partner a baddie, like make them yeah. a horrible person for it to work. Yeah. Anyway, um, justice for Bridget Moynihan. Over to you. Thank you, and, and justice for Kate. Justice <laughs> yeah. for Kate Beckinsale. Really, yeah. really, sh- yeah. really shoddily treated. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. So on to uh, on to part two of this festive special. Um, and as as mentioned, I'm talking about you've got mail. Yeah. Um, and I know what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. Morgan, this selection is flawed on two fundamental levels. <laughs> number one, yeah, you've got mail is not a Christmas movie. No. Uh, and number two. You've got mail doesn't have any kind of sci-fi, fantasy, or geek element. Again, yeah. why is it being discussed on this podcast? Well, I think just thinking about the film I just did, um, mm. I think you could probably say it's definitely not a Christmas movie, even though it's set at Christmas a little bit, and to no link whatsoever to sci-fi. Well, although, although fate, 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 and- yeah, and um, I was going to say time travel. Not really. It's just the passage of time. <laughs> Very, very slow time travel in one direction. I mean, every film's a time travel film, if that's true. <laughs> oh, you fucking uh, idiot. John Cusack, uh, was, John Cusack was once in, um, what was that? Oh, Con Air. He was once in Con Air, and that's yeah. the link. There you go. Done. Brilliant. On to yours. So, right, yeah. So, so on, on point one, that You've yeah. Got Mail is not, is not a Christmas movie, actually... Allow me to retort. So okay. You've Got Mail takes place between October and spring, yeah. with many of the film's pivotal moments being set across the Christmas yeah. period. Yeah. Uh, its release date, so in, in our Is It A Christmas Movie episode, this this came up a lot, is a film released around Christmas. Yeah. You've, you've Got Mail was released on the 18th of December, 1998. Yeah. Uh, in 2014 and 2017, the film was featured on lists of best festive flicks published by The Guardian and Entertainment Weekly, respectively. Uh, the film is also a remake of 1940s The Shop Around the Corner, starring James Stewart. Uh, it's a shop around the corner. Um, you ever seen it? I haven't, actually, would you believe? Oh, you enjoy I should, because yeah. I love You Got Mail. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and 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 The Shop Around the Corner, unquestionably, is a Christmas movie. Definitely yeah. is a Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, so, you know, th- th- this film probably has a... A stronger claim to being a Christmas movie than, for example, Groundhog Day. Oh, yeah. Just throw that, throw yeah. that. Set in February. Um, yeah. you've, you've Got Mail is also uh, a spiritual sequel to yeah. Sleepless in Seattle, of, yeah. of which more later, um, which also takes place across the Christmas and New Year period. Yeah. So it could, again, be considered an unconventional Christmas movie. Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> I... So, these just these sort of films I just watch around Christmas for some reason, regardless. Like Notting Hill, I don't think, has one Christmas scene in it, but I always watch it at Christmas time. Why? And yeah. No idea. And as for point two, 
Why are we talking about You've Got Mail? Yeah. Well, it's not just any old mail that Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan are exchanging. Uh, <laughs> it's very it's true. E- it's it's very email, true. Yeah. which in 1998 was mind-blowing tech, which <laughs> to many at the time might have seemed like science fiction, um, especially since uh, their characters, Joe and Kathleen, used AOL 4.0, which was in beta testing mode when the film was made. Wow. So it so really was stuff of the future. They've signed, they signed up for the... For the- <laughs> The testing. The be- <laughs> the be- yeah. Uh, just, you know, the film's opening also features the then cutting edge, I'm sure, uh, CGI representation of New York uh, to showcase the film's internet savvy, yeah. which then segues into a real location to the sound of a whirring dial-up modem. Uh, apparently, the film's animation team photographed all of the buildings along Broadway on the Upper West Side of New York from 72nd Street to the Brownstone where the film begins as a guide for the computer graphic animation. God, the amount of effort that went into, effort. For, into effort for something that. which no one appreciated. No, no, no one watched that no. bit. And, if, and, if that, and, you know. and if anything, now we openly scoff at it. We go, look at this, look at that. No one, no one left the cinema after watching that. And go, do you know what was really good about that? That the, the intro graphics. <laughs> no one, no one remembers that. But well done. <laughs> yeah, I do remember what we talked about. It's very good. Yeah. Uh, the first words of the film screenplay are, in fact, fade in on cyberspace. <laughs> uh, and yeah, again, uh, it's our podcast, and we'll do what we want. Yeah, fuck you. Um, yeah, uh, here's a trailer. I turn on my computer. I go online. Welcome. Welcome. And my breath catches in my chest until I hear three little words. What is going on with you? Is it infidelity if you're involved with someone on email? This woman is the most adorable creature I've ever been in contact with. Have you had sex? Of course not. I don't even know her. Mm, I mean cyber sex. No. Well, don't do it. The minute you do, they lose all respect for you. In a city where everyone's looking for someone, Joe and Kathleen have discovered the best way to meet someone <gasps> is to never meet at all. We just email. It's really nothing. I don't know his name or what he does. Look, 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 look. Or where he lives exactly. What? He couldn't possibly be the rooftop killer. What they don't realize. What is that? What are you doing? You're taking all the caviar? That caviar is a garnish. Is they already have. <laughs> I like when Tom Hanks is a bit cheeky. I. <laughs> what should I have said? The man cheeky Hanks. professional <laughs> life in misery. Tell me something, really. How do you sleep at night? Fight. Fight to the death. In life, they're at odds. She's beautiful, but she's a pill. Online, they're in love. Do you think we should meet? I'm going to say hello, I'm going to have a cup of coffee, and then I'm going to split. That's what I'm going to do. Why am I even doing this? Why am I compelled to even meet her? Relax. Just taking it to the next level. And I'm not going to stay that long anyway. I already said that, didn't I? Yes, you did. No. He could be the next person to walk into the store. He could be... May I please come up? No, I don't really think that that is a good idea, because I have a terrible cold... Um, we didn't really have um, we didn't like have AOL in the same way in the UK, and we were obviously quite young at the time. 
did it actually say you've got mail? In, yeah. In, yeah, it did. But on the screen there, when it said you have mail, it didn't actually say you. <laughs> is that what they edited for the film, or was it they just they just had both? Uh, so original working title. I'm not. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you've got mail was directed by the great Nora Ephron. Um, yeah. who also Legend. wrote two of the other great rom-coms. The, the holy trinity of rom-coms, yeah. so I'd got, say. When Harry Met Sally in 1989, yeah. Sleep, Sleepless in Seattle, 1993. Uh, she also directed mm-hmm. Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then this. Uh, fun, fun Nora Ephron fact. Uh, she was married for more than 20 years to Nicholas Pileggi, um, who co-wrote Goodfellas and authored the book Wise Guy, wow. on which that film is based. What a power yeah. couple that is. Amazing. But that's not, yeah. even, that's not even the fun fact. Uh, she was previously married for four years to the journalist Carl Bernstein of Woodward and Bernstein, <laughs> who's, re- who's reporting unearthed the Watergate scandal, yeah. which meant that Efron was for many years one of the very few people who knew the identity of Deep Throat, <laughs> Woodward and Bernstein's secret informer. So she was like sitting on wow. this on this on this incredible secret. Yeah, um, amazing. Nora also co-wrote You've Got Mail with uh, Delia Efron, who's her sister and also is a successful playwright, author, film writer and producer in her own right. Uh, perhaps her best known, best received film other than this one being uh, 2005's The Sisterhood of the Travelling Pants. <laughs> yeah. uh, You've Got Mail... Now, this I didn't know, and this is interesting. You've Got Mail was originally supposed to be directed by Nick Castle, uh, who left the film due to creative differences. Uh, he He's probably best known for directing... Uh, the 1995 US Dennis the Menace movie. Um, that's not to be probably confused with the, known for the, as a, the, the, the Beano Dennis the Menace. Not the same thing as we talked about before. But, no, yeah. no. There was um, there was a great a great tweet that was going around recently, and it was like comparing the two Dennis the Menaces, yeah. Den de, 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 I. Did you see yeah. this? No. <laughs> and there was there was like what 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 the US and the UK considered naughty. So it was like yeah. um, the US one was like. His mum going, Dennis, why have you eaten all the cookies or whatever? And he's like, yeah, just eating the cookies. And then the UK Dennis the Menace, his mum's like, Dennis, what are you doing? And he's got a saw and he's like, saw on the table and half for a laugh. <laughs> and it's my favourite thing. He's just he's just like sawing a dinner table and half. Dennis, what are you doing? Uh... Saw on the table and half for a laugh. Brilliant. So genuinely really funny. Really funny. <laughs> Just being an absolute prick. Yeah. Just, so, just, sawing uh, the table. If you just said sawing the table in half, that's not funny. Sawing the table in half for a laugh. Really good. Really good. But so, Nick Castle is best known for directing the, the Dennis the Menace movie. But he's a fascinating character as well because he also wrote Escape from New York. Uh, he has a story credit on 1991's Hook. And he played Michael Myers in the original Halloween. Bloody hell. What a career that is. Eclectic. How did, how, how did that happen? Like, how did he get from that to that? It's ridiculous. I, I, think, I think he wasn't actually an actor. I think he was just sort of like brought into like, yeah. you know, just put the yeah. mask on, do your things, a low budget yeah. movie, um, became like this iconic horror wow. figure. And the man who didn't direct You've Got Mail. Um, <laughs> so, so You've Got Mail, as I mentioned, is a loose remake of 1940s The Shop Around the Corner, uh, which stars Margaret Sullivan and James Stewart as two employees at a leather goods shop in in Budapest uh, who cannot stand each other, not realising that they are pen pals who are falling in love as anonymous Uh, correspondents through their letters. So he's like, I'll just write a little letter to this lady. And it's like, I'm going to go to my uh, job in the leather goods store. And he's like, oh, this this woman's really getting on my tits. Oh, oh, I 
can't, I can't, I can't stand her. Uh, uh, the only thing that's giving me a little bit of solace is writing these letters to my pen pal. And then, it, but then it turns out they're oh, they're the same person. That's great. So he's really happy at the end. Um, even though she's, even though she still gets on his tits. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, she still gets on my tits, but uh, she can write a, a letter and a half. Uh, so, you, <laughs> so you've got mail. Took that premise and modernised it for the late 1990s. Yeah. So I was, I was thinking, what, what would the equivalent be now? Would be like voice <laughs> yeah. notes or or WhatsApp messages? Would they slide into each other's Instagram DMs? Yeah. Would it, it just... be would it be viral TikToks? Because I'll be honest, you've got you've got viral TikToks. <laughs> Sounds like an unfortunate medical diagnosis. <laughs> it just doesn't work, does it? It's, I don't think you can have a modern equivalent. I just There's don't no think romance it... anymore, Tom. No, there isn't. There isn't. Everything everything's shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, you've got a Tinder notification. I, I, I think it, swipe, swipe right. That's what it'd be called. Swipe yeah. right. But they just love this as a similar serendipity. And it was in Seattle. It's just that premise of two people that don't really meet properly or know each it's them or whatever till the end of the film. They love that. <laughs> they bloody love that in a rom-com back then. Uh, so you've got mail tells the story of two people in an online romance who are unaware that they are also business rivals. Uh, yeah. The film, as you said, takes its name from the greeting that AOL users receive when they get new yeah. email, which Tom can edit in now. You've got mail. There you go. Seamless. It it marks the third on-screen pairing of Hanks and Ryan, uh, oh. who previously appeared together in 1993 Sleepless in Seattle and... Any ideas? No, no idea. Uh, 1990s Joe versus the Volcano, uh, oh. in which Hanks plays a man who, after being told he is dying of a rare disease, accepts a financial offer to travel to a South Pacific island and throw himself into a volcano on behalf of the superstitious natives. Along the way, he meets and falls in love with the woman taking him there, played by Meg Ryan. Now, okay. genuinely, genuinely, the Wikipedia page for Joe versus the Volcano says... <laughs> The film received mixed reviews. It has since become a cult film. That is, that is on the Wikipedia page. I couldn't believe it. Well, I couldn't believe my luck when uh, I saw that. I should mean, definitely cover that then. I think, yeah, maybe we should have been talking about that instead. Yeah. Um, so Kathleen, Meg Ryan's character, she uses the screen name Shop Girl uh, yes. to swap yeah. emails with NY152, the screen name of Joe Fox, played by Hanks, whom she first met in an over-30s chat room. Uh... Kathleen only knows one fact about her online suitor, that he owns a dog named Brinkley. <laughs> uh, Kathleen runs the independent bookstore, The Shop Around the Corner. Ah, a little nod to the film's yeah. inspiration uh, that she inherited from her late mother, whereas Joe runs Fox Books, boo, a chain of me uh, mega bookstores. Think sort of, you know, Waterstones or, or Barnes & Noble, yeah. uh, which actually owns a store where the fictional Fox Books is supposed to exist. <laughs> uh, a Fox Books store opens up around the corner from the shop around the corner, threatening Kathleen's small business and putting her and Joe at loggerheads. Meanwhile, Shopgirl and NY152 finally decide to meet. Joe discovers that Shopgirl is Kathleen when he arrives at their cafe rendezvous, but he doesn't reveal his identity to her. Kathleen Kelly. Hello, this is a coincidence. Would you mind if I sat down? Yes, yes, I would, actually. I'm expecting someone. Thanks. Pride and Prejudice. Do you mind? I bet you read that book every year. I bet you just love that Mr. Darcy, and your sentimental heart just beats wildly at the thought that he and, um, well, you know, whatever her name is, are truly, honestly going to end up together. Can I get you something? No, no, he's not staying. Mochaccino, decaf, non-fat. No, no, you are not staying. 
I'll just stay here until your friend gets here. Gee, is he late? The heroine of Pride and Prejudice is Elizabeth Bennet. She is one of the greatest and most complex characters ever written, not that you would know. As a matter of fact, I've read it. Oh, well, good for you. I think you'd discover a lot of things if you really knew me. If I really knew you, I know what I would find instead of a brain, a cash register, instead of a heart, a bottom line. So as sales continue to decline, Kathleen makes the heartbreaking decision to close her store. Joe apologizes to Kathleen for his actions, but rather than reveal his true identity, he decides to try and woo her as himself, as Joe. Uh, he then arranges a meeting with Kathleen as NY152, but then confesses his romantic feelings for her as Joe. Now, this sounds... This, this, this is all while he's got a girlfriend, right? We'll, we'll come on to that. We'll, we'll come okay. on to that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so he's, it all sounds very manipulative and weird, yeah, but, it, yeah. but it's actually really romantic, honestly. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine in the 90s. It's absolutely fine. <laughs> you know, sometimes I wonder. What? Well, if I hadn't been Fox Books and you hadn't been at the shop around the corner and you and I had just met. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I would have asked for your number. And I wouldn't have been able to wait 24 hours before calling you up and saying, hey, how about, oh, how about some coffee or, you know, drinks or dinner or a movie for as long as we both shall live. Joe? And you and I would never have been at war. And the only thing we'd fight about would be which video to run on a Saturday night. Well, who fights about that? Well, some people. Not us. We would never. you forgive this guy for standing you up and not forgive me for this tiny little thing I'm putting you out of business oh how I wish you would oh. so good that's that Come it's so on. good <laughs> yeah well you don't want to know. Come on. I know you don't, you're not a massive fan of Hanks, but that no, was right. that was cl- iconic, that was. We will come... We, no, we'll come back to that, that comment. Okay. I, will, I will not let that, right. that pass. All right, all right. So Kathleen arrives at the meeting place to meet NY152, her online suitor, but here's yeah. Joe calling for his dog, Brinkley, and yeah. she sees that NY152 is, in fact, Joe, and she's totally cool with all the lying and subterfuge. <laughs> Oh yeah, and then Harry Nielsen starts singing. Somewhere. <laughs> Meg Ryan plays it so well because she's like half like annoyed and then happy and then annoyed again and then happy again. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks his little face of yes, yes. He sort of shrugs like yeah. <laughs> Sorry about this, sir. <laughs> Uh, 
come on, this is this is brilliant. <laughs> Don't cry, Chaplin. <laughs> Don't cry. I wanted it to be you. I wanted it to be you so bad. Come on. Someday I wish on a star and wake up where the clouds are far behind me. Just two mates enjoying a rom com together, it's nice. This <laughs> is so weird. <laughs> Me and Tom just watching this like, uh, like, oh, uh, don't dogs there as well. Please have a little bit of scrub. Anyway, there you go. I mean, I might be wrong. Uh, um, um, Sam can correct me, but I'm sure he used to always slag off the end of that film because it was always so cheesy the way he says shop girl. And I'm now thinking maybe he didn't realise that's what her handle was. And he was just being weird and going, don't cry, shop girl. Like there's some weird nickname he's just given her because she worked at a shop. <laughs> I can't I can't remember if he knew that was what her handle was or not. Because if, if it wasn't a handle, it would be very cheesy. So what your your your, your friend Sam didn't realise that he was making a reference yeah, to that. that yeah, was her, yeah. He just thought he was yeah. like calling her a weird little yeah. like... Yeah, pet name exactly. Uh, anyway, yeah, brilliant. What so I, brilliant. Great film. I love. Yeah. I love this film. Genuinely, I mm-hmm. think. I think it's brilliant. I now. I had previously been prior yeah. to seeing this. Been a bit of a Tom Hanks naysayer. You know, we we'd had many a, a debate. You were a big. <laughs> you were a fully paid up Hanksophile. Yeah. Big love Hanks. Yeah, if he's in any film, I will watch it, and I'd say. 95% of the time I always come away from it really happy and really enjoyed it really good whatever the film is yeah whereas you know I enjoy I enjoyed certain of his films but I wouldn't yeah. say I was a, I was a I was a Tom Hanks fan I didn't get yeah. the hype um yeah. but this oh. film turned me turned me around Brilliant. Uh, he, he's so he's so charming in he's- this film <laughs> That so you cannot, cool. you cannot, yeah. you cannot resist him. Again, I agree. I like that he's a bit cheeky. He's yeah. a bit of a rogue. He's a bit of a rogue in it, but he's so yeah. charming. He's so yeah. Hanks is so brilliant in this movie. So I, yeah. I love Hanks now. I've turned around. Okay. I've like, I, I've joined. I've joined the, the, the cult of Hanks. I've joined the masses. I've like, uh, I can't. I, I I can't believe I was ever banging that drum for so long. I love Hanks. Good. Thank you, Jesus Christ. Yeah. it's only taken you like thirty odd years. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, you know what T Hanks spells? Thanks. Thanks. So yeah, yeah thanks. Yeah. Um, that being said, <laughs> if I okay. had one cr- one criticism for you, got mail, it does feel yeah. unnecessarily mean for Meg Ryan's independent children's bookstore, which was left to her by her dead mother, to yeah. be shut down forever. Couldn't so they get, have found they, a way to fix it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, they they get together at the end, and he sort of apologises, but the store is, is still gone. Yeah. Meg Ryan's business is still d- demolished. Her mother's legacy destroyed. Um, and I, yes, yes, he's very charming. But yeah, could he not have like bought the store and and, and saved it? I, I'm not sure. Tom Hanks comes out of this film as well as they think he does. No, and I, um, and her mates are all unemployed. Unemployed. And, I thought he was yeah. going to be at the end. Like, yeah, don't worry, I saved the store. No, it's like, well, nah. found a boyfriend, lost her livelihood. So oh, well, I guess yeah. I guess it's a happy ending. Yeah. Oh, um, well. So, other notable members of the cast joining Hanks and Ryan were uh, Parker Posey as yep. uh, Patricia Eden, Joe's acerbic girlfriend and rom-com <laughs> obstacle. She's a classic rom-com Again, obstacle. Yeah, yeah, who, she's annoying who, in it, and you don't mind her being broken-hearted because she probably isn't broken-hearted. 
she's annoying she's shallow doesn't really love she doesn't love hanks yeah. that's the thing no. and who and who doesn't love hanks I, yeah. even i love hanks now so it's <laughs> yeah. like well she doesn't deserve hanks no but now i love i love greg kinnear <laughs> I feel like Greg Kinnear is is is, yeah. is we talked about him previously. Greg Kinnear is underrated. Greg Kinnear mm-hmm. is, is someone who I wouldn't go and see a film because Greg Kinnear is no. in it, but no. I'm always pleased when he's uh, yeah. when he when yeah. he pops up on my show. I'm like, oh great, Greg exactly. Kinnear. I love a bit of Greg Kinnear. So uh, maybe I'm I'm biased, but Greg Kinnear plays Kathleen's boyfriend, the newspaper writer uh, Frank Navasky, who again doesn't really do anything wrong. No. There's like sort of a little bit where he's he's being interviewed by um, like yeah. a sexy TV yeah. presenter and he's sort of flirting with her a little <laughs> he, bit and Meg Ryan it, gives, yeah. him, gives him some, yeah. sh- some shit for flirting with her. And he's and it's again, it's that thing of like, they've been together a while and they've just lost a spark or whatever. Yeah. But he's just sort of like, don't really do anything wrong. Patricia, on the other hand, yeah, she's a, she's a bit uptight, a bit self-involved. But I feel like Frank really gets the short end of the, of the wedge here. His, his yeah. greatest crime is not being Tom Hanks. Yeah. That's the only yeah. thing he does wrong. It's not as sad as Bill Pullman's character in Sleepers in Seattle, who's the loveliest man of all time. His only fault is that he's a bit allergic to stuff. That's it. <laughs> yeah. and, and then and then again, he gets broken up with and he, he just sort of sits there and takes it like a bitch and he just goes, yeah, good good luck, good luck. And then she literally leaves him to go and find yeah. Tom Hanks. But it yeah. is Tom Hanks, so, you know, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what is a great... Um, uh, not not Christmas movie, but Christmas movie that I like to watch Christmas because yeah. there's a lot of snow in it, is uh, While You Were Sleeping. Oh, with, brilliant! Yeah, great. With, yeah, with Bill Pullman, yeah, Bill Pullman. and he's it. Yeah. And, Sa- and Sandra Bullock and yeah. Peter Gallagher. Yeah, Sa- Sandy Cohen from the OC <laughs> yeah. as Bill so Pullman's co- comatose brother. Yeah. That is that is a that is an amazing right. film. Next year we'll do Sleeps in Seattle <laughs> and while you were sleeping. Don't 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 tempt me. I, I will. Um, so this film also stars. Uh, Dave Chappelle, weirdly, yeah. as 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 Joe's friend Kevin, and it's a, it is an odd casting choice, but mostly because he doesn't really have anything to do. Also, I feel like this is a classic example. I might be wrong. Where surely they filmed more scenes with his character in, and then for whatever mm. reason, it just didn't make the full film, and so he was just because he's in it for a bit towards the beginning in a couple of scenes, and then disappears. He never comes back ever again. Yeah. He's never never seen again. He's never really established why he's friends with Tom Hanks. It's just really random. He's great in these scenes that he's in, but you never see him again. It's like, why? what was that? Why did you bother including him? You might as well have well, just not bothered. I think the reason he plays a bit of a nondescript role in this, so four years previously, Chappelle was offered the role of Bubba in Forrest oh. Gump. Uh, but he turned down the role, feeling that the film would, would flop oh, at the box office. No. He later regretted Whoops. his decision. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Hanks found out that this had happened and encouraged Nora Ephron to offer Chappelle oh, the part of Kevin. Nice. Good guy, Hanks. Yeah, very Just good. Being, yeah. being a great guy again. Yeah. Uh, Steve Zahn, uh, also in the movie. Heather Burns, yeah. best known for her role as Miss Rhode Island Cheryl Fraser in the, the yes. Miss Congeniality <laughs> films. Yeah. Uh, and Gene Stapleton, uh, who was known as to US audiences for playing Edith Bunker, the wife of Archie Bunker, in yeah. the 1970 sitcom All in the Family. Uh, so the three of them play Kathleen's employees, George, Christina, and Birdie. Uh, since the movie, uh, Heather Burns has campaigned to save real independent New York bookstores that are oh, under threat of closure. That's, that's nice. nice. Um, yeah. Veteran actor Dabney Coleman uh, plays Joe Fox's father. And oh, yeah. In his- yeah. Sorry, I just forgot the whole subplot of his dirty dog dad and granddad. <laughs> the, phrase, the phrase dirty dog has been utilised <laughs> so much throughout this episode. Because yeah, in, in this film, Joe's got... Um, uh, like uh, niece and nephew, but they're actually his, his, his granddad's children. His granddad's like in his eighties, and yeah. he's had he's had kids, so they're technically what his 
What's that? His, his uncle and aunt or <laughs> something? Un- yeah, yeah. It's really, I'm, too, I'm, but, too drunk, I'm too drunk yeah. to do the maths, but yeah. But, but the, the kid, yeah, they yeah, aunt and uncle, even though they're like six years old or something. And it's just, yeah. And then his, yeah. his dad's divorcing all the time and marrying his 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 um nanny or something when he was young. Yeah, very strange. That's why, so it's not Joe Fox's fault that he's such no, a cad. Yeah, he's been grown up with the cad life. Yeah, cad life. That was that was another uh, working title for this podcast. Um, and yeah, starring in his final film, John Randolph as Joe's grandfather. Yeah, yeah. So um, John Randolph had a long career and had been acting since the late 1940s, um, appearing in two Planet of the Apes movies. Uh, the 1976 version of King Kong. I'd say maybe he just really liked monkeys. I don't know. Um, and he also <laughs> appeared in National yeah. Lampoon's Christmas Vacation uh, as the yeah. father of Chevy Chase's character. Yeah, so yeah. another Christmas link. Yeah, um, but he also, John Randolph, had an uncredited role as the voice of Richard Nixon's Attorney General, John Mitchell, in the 1976 film All the President's Men, which dramatised the link. journalistic investigation into Watergate wow. as part conducted by Nora Ephron's ex-husband. Facts fucking smash. That Boom. is the greatest fact smash of all time. <laughs> fact fucking smash. Have a bit of that fact smash. You smash that fact. Brilliant. <laughs> uh, You've Got Mail also features a small role for uh, Sarah Ramirez, best known oh, yeah, for playing... Do- yeah. Dr. Callie Torres on Grey's Anatomy. Uh, this was her screen debut. Uh, she appears in a memorable scene as Rose, the cashier. Uh, 24's Rayco Aylesworth, who played Michelle Dessler, also appears briefly in the film as a Thanksgiving guest. Uh, ironically, a rather thankless role. Um, so, we promised it. We're delivering it. Part two. Fact smash! Fact smash! Prizes to be won! So a lot of fun! Don't know why that came into my head, but there you go. Fact smash! Fact smash! Gonna get facts? Gonna smash them! I, I don't know what I'm doing at this stage. Um, so, in one scene of You've Got Mail, uh, Joe exits Kathleen's shop holding balloons and a plastic bag holding a goldfish. Do you remember this? Uh, he yes. accidentally closes the door of the shop on the balloons. Uh, this moment was unscripted and Hanks ad-libbed the line, good thing it wasn't the fish. Uh, Nora Ephron thought this was so funny that she kept nice. it in the final film. Good. Uh Efron had Meg Ryan work in an actual bookstore for a week prior to filming in order to get them get her into character. Like, I mean, can you imagine what it's like to work in a bookstore? Bookstore? I don't think you can. You've got to do it for real. Get method. Yeah, nice. you can't. You can't sort of project that. Um, Meg Ryan also got her very first computer during filming. Yeah. Uh, now, you alluded to this earlier, Michael Palin. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. filmed several scenes for You've Got Mail, but was cut entirely That's from the finished so film. I love no, well. I love Palin, but do you know? What? Yeah, it's a bit he, dodgy. Yeah, he plays an author who sort of like comes yeah. around to the bookstore and 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 uh, to Kathleen's bookstore and reads uh, stories to kids, and then he sort of like sexually harasses her a, yeah. a little bit. It's like weird. Yeah. I don't know what. Very strange. I mean, clearly they could remove his entire character and it didn't make any difference to the film. Yeah. But so, it's just a shame because I'd, I'd love to see Michael Palin in this sort of film. It would have been really cool. But then that's the, you don't want to see that. Why, why did you like that? No, it doesn't. That doesn't. That doesn't sit well in this in this type of film no. at all. And again, compared to Hanks, any yeah. other man would pay it pale in comparison. <laughs> very good. Very good. Yeah. There you go. But I wish I wish they'd at least released the deleted scenes. I'd love to have seen him interact with Tom Hanks or whatever. That'd have been really cool, but never mind. No. It's just like separately to this, where he's playing a different character, just yeah. do a buddy movie with yeah. Tom Hanks. And yeah. there's a there's a new film. Tom Hanks has got a new film coming out at the moment called I think it's called something like A Man Called Otto. Yeah. I don't know what it's about. I saw a poster for it the other day. Him and a cat, I'm gonna watch it. 
Right. But so what the film is actually about is about Tom Hanks is like a grumpy old man. And then yeah. he like, I think he like meets some kids and then he oh, like, right. and then he like grows like a heart. Tom Hanks heart grew three sizes that day and right. he becomes another Christmas reference and he becomes like a nice guy. I wish it was just two hours of Tom Hanks being grumpy because yeah. I watched the trailer and the first bit of him being grumpy, I was like, this is, this is like the most incredible film I've ever seen. It's just Hanks being like, being like grumpy and, and sniping at people and just being like, like this woman's like, he's like, don't let your cat piss on my front porch. And she's like, ignore the man. He's like, well, one of you did it. He's just like, he hates, he hates everyone. He's just being really grumpy. And I was like, this is great. And then there was like, yeah. oh, but then he meets some kids and he, and he uh, becomes nice. And it was like, no, I don't want that. Yeah. I like, I feel like we need like grumpy Hanks era. This is uh, this you is what want I'm... Scrooge who just doesn't learn his lesson and just becomes a twat <laughs> in the entire film and yeah that's it yeah why is why have they never done Scrooge with Tom Hanks <laughs> that would be great so all all of Joe and Kathleen's emails uh, were put on the movie's official website uh, which remained live until May 2018 ah. Oh. Uh, leading Yahoo to write the article, the website for the movie You've Got Mail is a 90s web design time capsule and oh. we're obsessed. Why did uh, they get rid of it? I, did, I guess, I guess like, no one really was, like, maintaining it and it just eventually, like, disappeared. Uh, like the Space uh, Jam website. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it became this this object of fascination because what had once seemed very high-tech uh, was now very dated. Maybe it's on uh, a Wayback Machine. I'm sure you can find it. Oh, you'll definitely find it on the Wayback Machine. Yeah. Uh the film you've got mail also invokes several literary and cinematic references to the wizard of Oz. Um, I'm not really sure why I couldn't find any explanation as to why. Um, but there's a full shelf of Oz books on the shelf behind Kathleen in one scene. Uh, there's a ruby slippers ornament that Kathleen is seen placing on a Christmas tree. Uh, the scarecrow of Oz book opened on Kathleen's bed. You see that when uh, Joe visits her apartment. And, of course, as we've just yeah. uh, heard, Over the Rainbow is played in the closing scene. Uh, although that song's inclusion might also be a reference to Sleepless in Seattle, in which Hanks and Ryan also share, share a scene uh, set to yeah. that tune. Yeah. yeah. So You've Got Mail debuted at number one at the North American box office, ultimately uh, grossing a worldwide total of $250 million. Uh, the critical consensus on Rotten Tomatoes reads... Great chemistry between the leads makes this a warm and charming delight. Good. Uh, Ebert gave it three out of four stars. He loved They're it. Not thumbs up. Um, then. It is stars. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Well, I'm sure it's a thumbs up. I'm, give it, uh, but again, how was he giving it three thumbs up? How's that happening? Um, but Ebert loved it. He, he lauded the immensely lovable main characters. Um, though the film did attract some criticism for its heavy product placement, uh, most notably for AOL, uh, but also IBM and and Starbucks. And like, if you stop and think about it, it is weird that it's named after a specific AOL slogan. Yeah, like there there is no romantic comedy called like Google Me or fa- <laughs> or like Facebook Friends with Benefits. Although actually, if serend- serendipity now would just be called like Google Me. And, yeah. and, he, and he would, and he would find her straight away. Yeah, either within 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be a short film, yeah. experimental short film. So so that's it. But yeah, if you're looking for a, a mostly festive flick, that's not one of the familiar favourites, or you just want to laugh at the state of the internet in the late 90s, you've got Mail's the film for you. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you don't Thoughts? have to convince me. It's a, it's a brilliant film. No. Yeah. Nothing more to be said. Yeah. I just think this time, I don't know what it is about this time of year. I just love watching these kind of... <sighs> You know, just ni- nice, lovely rom-coms where it's all nice and set in the nineties, and Tom Hanks is in it, and it's all lovely. I just, enjoy it too. Yeah. But what yeah. I will say is, we promise 
in January, we will be talking about, I don't know, some 1980s cartoon yeah, that yeah. was produced in Japan that no yeah. one's ever seen. And and we will we will get but your normal service will be resumed. We promise. Why, just why, why, why don't you rec- why don't you do episodes on stuff that, you know, is popular and just, you know, just just has some mass appeal as instead of just this weird rogue. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, maybe, maybe that's a good idea. <laughs> well, that is it for the 2022 Christmas special of Two Geeks. Uh, thanks as ever for joining us and for listening to us. I'd say any point this year always means a massive deal. Um, and then, you know, we've kind of touched upon it. We we do have big plans for 2023. Mm. And I know we say this every single year, but um, we, you know, we've had a bit of a strange year, real life stuff, haven't we? You know, you got married and I've had this house move, which has taken far longer than we thought. And But, you know, from January, we should <laughs> finally be able to be in a place where we can start recording, you know, more regular episodes uh, to get those out to you. So it's not just one a month, we'll, we'll do far more. Um, and we already have lots of exciting ideas, including hopefully a spin-off series that we know you'll mm. love. So keep an eye out for that. Yes, and as ever, you can download, stream, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts, as well as at our website, twogeekstwobeers.com. Uh, please also follow us on our socials. That's at Two Geeks Cast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can also get in touch with anything you like on email. That's podcast at twogeekstwobeers.com. And also now getting a regular awesome edited clips from us filming the episodes uh, by my friend and colleague Simon Carter, uh, particularly on TikTok as well, which we're now on. Um, so please check those out. Um, ironically, not from this episode because we couldn't record the video because we're doing it remotely. And every time we try and record the video, it slows us down and it essentially crashes our computers. So uh, sorry about that. Never mind. Um, we're also over on uh, Patreon as well. So if you'd like to support us with a little bit of cash, you can get some extra bonus material, including Straight after this episode, what are we doing? We're going to be doing a bit of a Christmassy special. Yeah, yeah, a little mini-sode all about our favourite uh, and least favourite Christmas songs. Uh, <laughs> so if you're not sick of us after after, after, after this episode uh, and you want a little bit more, head over to our Patreon page where you can subscribe and get all kinds of extra goodies. Awesome. Uh, so that is it for now. We hope you have um, a lovely serendipitous Christmas and a happy new year. And uh, we'll see you in 2023. Merry Christmas. I can't believe that given the general trouble you have with words. <laughs> you, serendipitous. You, yeah, you gave yourself a challenge like that, a hurdle like that to jump uh, right at the end there. Seren- serendipitous. Uh, Merry Christmas. Bye. Thinking of other Christmas rom-coms uh, yeah. with questionable couples, The Holiday has, yeah. has, be, has be, it's become a bit of a cult favourite in recent years. I seem to remember when it came out, I think, was it 2006, I think it came out? No one gave a shit about The Holiday at all. I, I quite liked it, but no one seemed to care. It was actually lampooned, I'm pretty sure. And now in recent years, everyone's like, oh yeah, The Holiday, it's great. It's like, really? Okay, cool. I, I loved it at the time, but, but yeah. <laughs> Forget, forget justice for Beckinsale. Forget, forget justice for who is she? Who is the other one? Uh, Bridget Moynihan. Yeah, forget, forget Bridget Moynihan. Justice for me. I loved the holiday at the time. Uh, yeah. No, I watched it. I watched it for the first time uh, last Christmas, um, yeah. and, and actually this year, I I ended up 
this I didn't I didn't go there exclusively. It wasn't this wasn't like you know um, what, what do you call it? like a pilgrimage. But yeah. I ended up in a, in the village where they filmed the holiday, and I ended up in the in the pub. Wow. Uh, where, where they filmed it, several seasons. I always holiday. thought it looked like a really good pub. That that pub as well. So, so I hope, really, I hope it really, was. Yeah, really nice, really, really nice, really nice pub. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's uh, my, 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 with the holiday. I feel like Jude Law and Cameron Diaz had a lot of lot of chemistry. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot going on there. Although, although if if a guy stumbled stumbled into a house, yeah, said said he's a brother of of Cameron's, <laughs> but there's no proof. Um, and he didn't look like Jude Law and said all the exact same things. Drunk, drunk as a skunk. I don't think she would have just slept with him. For no real reason, but uh, he comes in the room. I'd say, if I'm perfectly honest, yeah, Jude Law in the holiday is yeah. the most attractive man ever. I will, I, I will counter that, okay, and, and say you're wrong. Oh, because because the most attractive man ever is not Jude Law in the holiday. The most attra- no, the most attractive man ever is Jude Law in the remake of Alfie. That's when. Oh, that's yeah. when Jude Law. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's unquestionably the most attractive man ever is Jude Law. It's. It's. <laughs> what, it's, it's just at what point in his career what, was but, it, was he at his peak? But Jude Law wearing glasses in the holiday. As soon as he puts those glasses on, you go, "Fuck me!" I was already thinking. I was already thinking you're gorgeous, but Christ, and the jumper. Wow, yeah, he's got some amazing knitwear in that movie. Oh, just incredible. But anyway, um, yeah, they yeah. have some chemistry, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't really buy the Jack Black Kate Winslet no. pairing. I don't see any, any, no. any, spark, any spark. There's, um, there's none at b- all between them. They just, <laughs> at all. they just, they, they just sort of get together because it's the end of the film. But yeah. what I will say in the holidays' defence is it, it, it doesn't have that thing of like, what, why are you breaking up with this person? Because like Kate Winslet yeah. is, is treated yeah. pr- pretty shoddily. Um, like Rufus Sewell. Yeah, and if, you, yeah. if you, if you're going to cast someone like, and I love. I love him. I think he's great. But if you're going to cast someone to play like a bit of a conniving shit, yeah. Rufus, Rufus Sewell is like A yeah. grade casting. Very, yeah. very good. And then, and then very Ed good. Burns being, being the horrible. Do you remember Ed Burns? He was, he was the. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the, not the Irish comedian. No. Um, to be <laughs> That's Ed Burns, but yeah. to be clear, um, I feel, like, I feel yeah. like Ed Burns and John Corbett could definitely play brothers. <laughs> just to yeah, yeah. link it back. Oh, do you know what that is? What the fact that I've just drawing a connection back to what we were talking oh, about previously. Yeah. Fate. There we go. Serendipity. Serendipity, right. my friend. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna log off now. Um but if you can find me, maybe we'll record another episode in January. <laughs> in seven bye. years time. Bye. My name's bye. my name's Morgan. Mor- Morgan. Bye. Bye. <laughs> and the lift shuts.